welcome to this podcast brought to you by Pointer, the school for journalists. This is Roy Peter Clark, the author of the book Writing Tools, and this is the podcast version of Tool 31. Build your work around a key question. Stories need an engine, a question that the action answers for the reader. Who done it? Guilty or not guilty? Who will win the race? Which man will she marry? Will the hero escape or die trying? Will the body be found? Good questions drive good stories. This narrative strategy is so powerful that it needs a name, and Tom French gave it to me. He calls it the engine of the story. He defines the engine as the question the story answers for the reader. If the internal cliffhanger drives the reader from one section to the next, the engine moves the reader across the arc from beginning to end. In the book Driving Mr. Albert, Michael Paterniti narrates a bizarre cross-country adventure, no ordinary road trip. His driving companion? The old medical examiner who dissected the corpse of Albert Einstein and kept the great man's brain in a jar for 40 years. The three of them, writer, doctor, gray matter in the trunk, head west to meet Einstein's daughter. Will the quirky old doctor finally give up the brain, which is his talisman in life's work? That sentence never appears in the story, but keeps the reader focused on the destination through the curious side trips along the way. As I thought about this tool, I came across a story in my local newspaper about a man hired as a greeter at a new Walmart. And here's the beginning of the story. Charles Burns has been waiting for weeks to say three words. Welcome to Walmart. When the doors opened this morning at St. Petersburg's first Walmart Supercenter, Burns' face will be one of the first that shoppers see. He is the greeter. Because this amiable feature is written the day before the opening, we never see Charles Burns in action. He never greets anybody. As a result, there is no engine, not even a simple, how did his first day of greeting go? Or, what was the response from the first customer? Or, how did the experience match the expectation? In the same edition of that newspaper, I read a much more serious story about tsunami survivors in Sri Lanka. And here's the beginning. In the pediatric ward of the town hospital here, Sri Lanka's most celebrated tsunami orphan dozes, drools, and when he is in a foul mood, wails at the many visitors who crowd around his crib. His identity is unknown. His age, according to hospital staff, is between four and five months. He is simply and famously known as Baby Number 81, the 81st's admission to the ward this year. Baby number 81's awful burden is not in being unwanted, but in being wanted too much. So far, nine couples have claimed him as their own son. This story, which first appeared in the New York Times, has a supercharged engine. If you're like me, the engine took the form of questions such as these. What will happen to baby number 81? Will we ever learn his name and identity? Who will wind up with baby, baby number 81 and why? How will they determine the true parents among conflicting claims? Good writers 
anticipate the reader's questions and answer them. Editors will keep lookout for holes in the story where key questions are left unanswered. Storytellers take these questions to a narrative level, creating in the reader a curiosity that can only be quenched by reading the end. Thanks for listening to this Pointer podcast. Learn more going to www.pointer.org.